0: Welcome to The Consistency Club, a monthly podcast dedicated to marketing your photography business from the creators of This Can't Be That Hard. Each month on the 15th, you'll hear an in-depth discussion about a marketing strategy that's working well in the industry right now. Looking for even more support? When you become a member of the Consistency Club, you'll unlock access to the extended version of each month's podcast, along with monthly email and social media templates and bonus access to that month's secret strategy. Sign up at go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club to get started. Hey, Dana, how you doing? I am good, how are you? I am well. I am uh, <laughs> just dealing with the whole like, Kids are out of school, things are a little nuts around here, the schedule's all screwed up, and uh, yeah, leaning into the chaos a little bit. I'm also
1: leaning into chaos, as you know, we just got a new puppy, so now I have three dogs, and it is going from two to three, everybody who has kids, I'm just gonna, <laughs> everybody's like nodding along, Yeah, going from two to three is a different experience, yeah. so yeah. I'm feeling all y'all's pain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the man to man to zone defense conundrum. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's okay because as small business owners, this is what we do all the time, right? It's if it's not one yep. thing, it's another. There's chaos. There's whatever. We have to be consistent. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Uh, Regardless, I'm so glad that you picked up what I put down there since that was, uh, I was like, I hope she gets it. Otherwise, we have to edit this out. (laughs) You're giving
1: me like crazy eyes over there. Like, please
0: get my joke. Say it. (laughs) Say the word. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I am excited to chat about today's topic. But before we dive into that, I want to take a minute to celebrate some of the wins that have been shared with us. So if you guys are brand new to Consistency Club, uh, last month we did a, a big push for going from marketing into sales. So we gave you lots of different ways to say, okay, great, you've been around here for a while, you've been listening to me, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Now it's time to buy, here's an offer. And many of our members came along with us on that journey. Although from what I heard, that was also kind of an uncomfortable nerve wracking place for some people. Um, so I'm super extra proud of the people who are willing to like step out of their comfort zone and really kind of invite a sale with more straightforward language. But then we got some really wonderful emails saying, what great results people have. Do you have, I know I have one in front of me. Do you have a couple? Yeah, I do.
1: And also these are coming to us through. So where are you, where you guys get the consistency club, like in your subscriber hub, you can leave us little comments. Like there's a section where you can leave feedback and you can also like send us little comments and we read them, you guys. So we love seeing these. So thank you for everybody who leaves them. And if you haven't, feel free to leave us one. So this was the one that jumped out at me. It said, I was very hesitant at first with consistency club, but I just released my minis and May and booked out 35 in just a few hours, all because I was super consistent in my email marketing and social media over the last...
0: Few months. Thank you so much, Consistency Club. Oh, that's lovely. Um, I got a DM that was not dissimilar from that. So she writes, "Hi Anami, I hope you're enjoying married life. Thank you, I am. Uh, I had to send you a quick <laughs> note to thank you for the Consistency Club content. I used I used these to create anticipation for my summer flower farm minis, and I sold out three days in three hours when I sent out this month's emails. Wow. Thank you so much for the ideas, so we can be consistent in our points of contact with clients. I'm over the moon." I love
1: it. I love how everybody's dropping in the word consistent as well.
0: I know. It's good. to. It's
1: working. I mean, for those of you who have been around since the beginning, I mean, this is like month seven, so it's working. Here's, I'm just going to read one more. Somebody said last month, I gave you guys the idea of trivia Tuesday to do in your stories. Um, So if you aren't catching this at the end of the social media templates, I'm giving you like bonus ideas for what to write to do in your stories. So she writes, My audience (laughs) loved Trivia Tuesday idea. I'm going to continue it each week. I really enjoy making them, and I'm looking forward to finding a theme to base each month around. I'm definitely getting more engagement now when I post. I think people are getting used to me posting that kind of content, which helps them want to interact with
0: it. Yeah, I absolutely personally am like one of these longtime lurker, first time poster people. Like how many times have (laughs) I written that? Because it takes me a while in in particular in an online community, but actually even in real life, uh, when I'm not the person, I mean, I guess in the this can't be that hard community, I feel a lot more like, oh, I can just jump in because I feel like yeah. people know who I am, whatever. But when I'm new in a space online or in real life, I am extremely slow to start to participate. It's like I kind of want to get the feel of the room and see, you know what the vibe is and whatever. And so um, so when I'm new on someone's social media, I am not immediately like writing to them. I watch for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like for those of you who may not yet be experiencing any big like breakthroughs or wins or anything uh, with your marketing, remember that even when it feels like you're talking to no one, oftentimes there are people paying attention. You just have to keep on keeping on And wait for them to kind of feel comfortable, but keep making those invitations, keep asking questions, keep, you know, especially in something like your stories, it's a great opportunity to just invite conversation.
1: And like uh, you know, voting on a story is such a low ask, right? For people who are just starting to uh, interact with you, and that can lead to more and more interaction. So yeah, that's a really like low, uh, what like low stress way to kind of invite people to interact with you. So definitely keep your eyes out for those. I like writing those. (laughs) And
0: when you have the opportunity to engage with someone in something small, and you do write, you take the time to write back, and you are you know, thoughtful in your response and that sort of thing, that's just going to encourage them to continue that conversation. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, validate those. Certainly don't let that, those opportunities pass you by. And I think in
1: stories specifically, it's so easy to share things that are like just real little everyday life things, which uh, is, is such an easy thing to respond to. So again, it's like, I'm sure anybody out there who has three dogs is just like, immediately feeling like they can relate to me, right? The sure. same as, you know, you with anybody who has school-aged kids right now. It's just like, yes, preach, right? Like they can feel it. So sharing little things like that in stories is such a nice way to invite people to feel like they are really similar to you, which leads so nicely into our topic this
0: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> um, and I'm going to start by being kind of vulnerable and saying that this is something even... When we were planning our content for this month and this idea was pitched, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea, but I'm nervous about it because this is something (laughs) that I feel nervous about. And that is vulnerability in your marketing. And I think that my reasoning for being hesitant about it. In addition to sort of the like, nobody wants to like, nobody's here for my personal stuff or my, you know, Mm -hmm. like, personal stories, like they want to hear about how my business works and how I made things happen. And you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, and so I get nervous about sharing that stuff because I don't want to like bother people with it. But I also see a lot of people doing it really badly. And I'm terrified at being misjudged or misunderstood for like that. So we're going to talk today a little bit about the do's and don'ts of using vulnerability as part of your marketing strategy and how you can do that in a way that is like in in integrity and in accordance with your values rather than just sort of like, I don't know, abusing people. Throwing up your feelings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or like being like a little too much of an (laughs) overshare. Like, how do you walk that line between overshare and vulnerability?
0: Right. Because
1: I'll say, um, you know, obviously, like, I think this is my area of expertise. So I think I've (laughs) like done this for a long time. However, I do think that one reason that I think vulnerability is so important online is because it actually is the thing that distinguishes you from other people who do what you do in an online space right. i am much more likely to remember that a photographer also has three dogs mm-hmm. like me right than i am to remember them simply because of their photos right. and i think we want to be remembered for our work like it, in theory i would love everybody to remember me because i'm a you know awesome writer and digital marketer, but really what people know me for is my three French bulldogs. (laughs) That's what they remember. So, you know, being willing to kind of, I always think of Wizard of Oz in this moment, like let people peek behind the curtain a little bit and see who you are as a person is actually going to be the thing that wins people over to your side and makes you really memorable. Yeah. Now, to your point, though, how do you do that without like literally sharing every single like moment of your life, which not only can feel awkward to everybody else, but can also immediately lead to feeling burnout on social media, right? Like you're just like, I feel like I have to share everything that's going on. So how do you like, how do you walk that line? How do you do it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, probably not very well I just don't uh don't show enough I think but um yeah it is it is tricky and I think that there's a boomerang effect for a lot of people where like there if you don't if you're not sharing enough that's a problem but if you like mm-hmm. share too much the boomerang comes around and like you're back in you know people are like oh hmm, I'm not sure how I feel about that I um as we were talking, I just recently watched Brene Brown's Netflix special, and she mm-hmm. on there she talks about like live tweeting your bikini wax is not vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's TMI, unless you happen to be like a bikini wax aesthetician, whatever. Like, maybe that makes some sort of sense. But, um, But yeah, I mean, it is a fine line to walk because the audience that we are sharing with when we are writing emails to an email list that is open to anybody signing up for it or when we are posting online and we all know that like these posts, they they go up and they never come down, even if like in stories, you know. So you do want to be thoughtful about what you're sharing. You want to make sure I've many times heard the phrase, you know, share your scars, not your wounds. So if you're sharing something difficult, you want to make sure that you are sharing something that you have already processed and sort of been able to move on from rather than sharing something that is super open and painful in the moment, Mm -hmm. only because not that that's not worth sharing. You just want to be really choosy about who you share those kinds of things with so that you protect yourself, so that you are not setting yourself up for the trolls of the internet to come in and like pounce on you in a in a moment of. Not just vulnerability, but like real, I mean, the word is vulnerability, but it's like. Yeah, really, I know. I'm like, yeah, what is it? Yeah. But, but you're, you're open still raw about raw. something. Thank you. Yeah. That's a perfect yeah. word. Yeah. So I do think that I have made some strides over time in figuring out how to walk that line a little bit. And I think I have some sort of practical tips since these are short episodes. I kind of want to just dive yeah. in a little bit. But I, I want to talk about when I think about vulnerability with my clients, what I try to do is I try to think about the things that I have in common with yeah. my clients. So um, obviously, I am a family photographer. And so the first most obvious thing is like, I also have a family um, and my family includes my children, and a lot of my clients have children at home. Now, there are some differences. Most of my clients have young children. My cl- my kids are older now. And, you know, most of my clients are still are in um, two-parent households that are, you know, like the mom and the, the two parents of the children are all in one family still. That's not all of my clients, but it's a lot of them, whereas I, for many years, was divorced with um, with two kids and now I'm remarried, but it's not my kid's parent. And so, you know, there's like areas of overlap and there's areas of non-overlap. And And I want to share the things about my that overlap. And I want to kind of play with the edges a little bit about the things that, for instance, because my kids are older and their kids might be younger, maybe I'm talking about like my reflections on that time in my life with my kids or the things that I miss about having an intact family unit at home or, you know, so it's like, those are things that are a little touchy. They're touchy for me. Um, They're awkward a little bit to talk about, but they're true. And that's the other piece of it. So I, you know, I think of areas of overlap. I think of the edges of the areas of overlap And then I think about, because that's where I think that the vulnerability thing comes in. Of course, I can sit there and talk about, like, if I'm a mom and somebody else is a mom, I can be like, aren't kids great? But, you know, if I say, isn't it, it, gosh, I remember when I was, you know, recovering and I suffered from postpartum depression with my first son. And, like, that journey is... I think, thankfully, it's more talked about now, but, like, it is revisiting a harder time or a time that not everyone experiences. So I think that, for me, that's kind of the sweet spot. It's stuff that's not raw, but it's stuff that I have spent some time, like, working on and thinking through. And I wouldn't just drop into, like, it wouldn't be my, like, hey, how's the weather kind of a comment. Um, Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. I was
1: going to say, did you already read my templates for this? (laughs) Because I wrote one that's called like, if I had it, if I had to do it over again. So like you reflecting, like if you're a wedding photographer and you've been married, like what advice would you give to a bride to be or a groom to be, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And like you were saying, like, you're a parent and your kids are a bit older and, but like, you know, most, most of your clients have young kids. Well, that gives you like, you know, a little bit of wisdom and experience that also gives you empathy for Mm -hmm. them. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is always going to be relatable. Um, And I think like (laughs) to put it in uh, social media terms, like what is hashtag relatable to your audience? And so as you're thinking this month about, you know, what you're going to be posting on on social and what you're going to be emailing. And in general, as you start to bring more vulnerability into what you're sharing on so uh, stories, I think of it literally like a Venn diagram, like you were saying. So start thinking about those areas. And then what are, it can also be positive things. Like what are things that you, um, that you like to do outside of your family, your, your photography career, you know, do you have a passion for wildflowers and you can just, uh, people love information. So you can share you know, pictures of flowers that you find and give us little fun facts about them to go back to the trivia Tuesday thing. And who knows who you might find out there who also has that same interest that you have, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's the the last part of it is just like, what are some sort of unique hobbies and interests that you have that you can Share that you might feel like nerdy or weird a little bit, but like, if you're willing to be a tiny bit vulnerable and be like, you know, I make jam from the trees in my backyard. And like, is that kind of nerdy a little bit, but when I share about it, people are so excited. Right. And they're like, how do you do that? And, or people are giving me ideas. So it's little things like that, that you can start to share about your life. And it takes time to kind of figure out what those things are, but you'll know because you'll start to get a response back from people.
0: Yeah. And this is also one too, especially if you're kind of new to being vulnerable or, you know, somewhat vulnerable in the, you know, in the bigger audience, it is, you want to start out the same way that you would start out with salt in your food, right? Like try it try a little bit see how it is and then see if it needs more like it i would definitely say this is not necessarily something to like great every single day i'm going to share something vulnerable i think that it is the spice to this sort of thing. It does help people connect to you as a person. You want to remember why you're there in the first place. So it doesn't just have to be like you're I sit down and write my email every other week as like my therapy stand-in. <laughs> you don't want that to be the case. And that, you know, I think that that's another great reason to your point, Dana, that, that you want to balance the stuff depending on what kind of season you're in in life. I mean, there's no, there's certainly times where everything is great and you don't have to manufacture something hard. And there are times when things are all hard and you don't have to manufacture something good. So within that sort of sphere of authenticity, you just want to sort of like take a moment and think about, you know, what's lighting you up right now? What's kind of holding you down and be willing to share that even if it feels like this is dorky, this is boring, this is silly, whatever, because all of those things fall into the vulnerability bucket, but they do make you come across to people as more trustworthy because you are willing to share a piece of yourself that's not, uh, you know, picture perfect and like Polished. polished. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's so important in a service-based industry like photography, because for a lot of people getting in front of a camera is an act of extreme vulnerability. They hate it. They like a lot of people really dislike having their photo taken for a multitude of reasons. And so by showing people that you are trustworthy and that they have something in common with you, it's like, all I can say is, you know, as a non-photographer and hiring a photographer, knowing that my photographer has something in common with me gives me a sense of safety i'm like i know that if you know i feel x this that person's going to understand my photographer's going to understand because we have this common ground right so i think that sometimes that can even be the make or break thing that sort of helps people latch on to you as their photographer because you are the person who was willing to sort of like open yourself up a little bit and be vulnerable and they're going to be vulnerable back so it's like a two-way street
0: yeah And just to close things up, we've got great templates for that this week or this month, rather, both for social media and for email. If you're feeling a little bit like, well, I don't know how to jump into this particular thing. I think it's a really nice foil if you did participate in last month's sales push backing off you know you want to you want to balance things out and and taking some time to kind of sit with your feelings and and present something a little bit more feelings forward to your audience this yep. month can be a really good balance and sort of maintain, for instance, for those people who didn't take you up on your sales offer, you're reminding them that they're there for more than just a sales pitch. Um, and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to share. It was funny. It was totally by accident. This was not in anticipation of this month's um, topic it was actually just in response to the fact that i got this two star review on the podcast last month but i sent out if you are on my email list which if you're listening to this hopefully you are um i had sent out an email my weekly email and the title was the two star review and i was kind of struggling once i wrote that email i kind of like you know hammered it out i was like dah, 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 dah. and then um <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to the end and I was like am I actually going to send this email where I'm like sharing this review that kind of poked me in the gut a little bit like is it too soon am I feeling too raw um and then I was like no I'm not like I know that this is whatever I'm I do have a thick enough skin at this point that like that it gave me like the my hackles went up but it didn't like derail my day it was just like what yeah. so anyway so I sent out this email and In the email was like, I am not looking for you to like write me back and tell me this is not me fishing for compliments or whatever. And yet I got so many more like email responses to that one email than I did. I mean, it was like 10 times more than I normally do. They were all so lovely. And so, you know, I do feel like and many of them were from people that I don't typically hear from. So that I have a handful of people that sort of like often will hit reply to my emails, which I love. But then, you know, this was like it brought people out of the woodwork. And so if you're if you're nervous about kind of going to that edge and feeling a little bit vulnerable when you are sharing something, understand that as long as you are careful to not expose yourself to undue criticism or, you know, something that you're not ready for, then I do think that the benefits far outweigh the risks and open you up for true authentic connection, which you know, when, if and when those people turn into customers down the road and they are working with you as a photographer, yep. it just puts you on that road to success. Yep. I love that. Yay. Well, with that, we will wrap up. Happy, uh, happy July. You guys we will see you next month. Yeah. We will see you guys soon. And if you are listening to this and you have not yet joined us in the consistency club, do not forget. You can always come sign up. It is at this can't be slash club. And there's a super cute picture of Anami and I on that page. So even if you're not going to sign up, you should just go (laughs) check out the link because it's so cute. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Have a great
1: day. All right. Bye, guys.